All right, everybody. All right. Welcome to Nerds Talk About the Boys, the show where we do exactly what the fuck you think we're about to do. I am SC. And I am DP. And we're here to talk about the boys. As you probably can infer from the title, we are the nerds. We are Nerdcyclopedia. And, you know, I have this weird thing. Every week, every week, I tell DP the same thing. And... I'm going to tell them again. So, DP, go ahead. Why don't you tell the good people that have decided to take their time to spend it with us where they can find some more of us? First of all, thank you for spending this time with us. We go live every week, and for those that do view us, we do mm-hmm. thank you for coming, you know, tuning in and everything. We cherish so, it. We definitely cherish it. So while you're actually tuning in with us right now, make sure that you're clicking on that subscribe button and also mm-hmm. clicking the notification. So anytime that we're on, you know that we're on. Also, make sure that you go to nursehackcopedia.com so you can get all, all our social media links. We're on um, Facebook. We are on Instagram. We are on um, Twitter, at Nerdcyclopedia. If you want to leave us some feedback, because we love you know, getting those you know, f- that feedback from you guys, um, make sure you email us at ner- uh, nerds at nerdcyclopedia.com. That's right. Check us out. And uh, if you're catching us on YouTube, make sure you subscribe to the podcast on iTunes and Stitcher and everywhere. If you're catching us everywhere, guess what? We're on YouTube. Head over yeah. there. <laughs> That's a little bit of what they call the old cross promotion. Doing some of that this week. Got to gotta, remind you guys. Got to remind you. This is a business after all. Uh, <laughs> DP. So season two, episode six. For those of you who are on the, uh, who are on the radio feed, uh, you can't see, but I am wearing... <laughs> I'm wearing my squad shirt. I'm wearing my Golden Girl shirt tonight. So thank you for being oh, a friend. Hey, uh, thank you us. for being a friend, man. All right. So we we're we're gonna talk a little bit more this week about the boys themselves, and a little bit less about this superhero, uh, you know, soap opera bullshit that is not as unique as the stuff that the boys are doing. Right? Not as interesting and fun. Um, let's talk for a second about this this yin yang you know, whose fault is it bullshit between uh, Frenchie and Lamplighter. Let's talk about right. this situation because, you know, and we're going to get into everything that happened to Sage Grove and we're going to get into everything that happened with the Fourth Reich. And we're going to get into all of that as we go through everything. Well, we got we got some things to get into. That's but, right. Um, but first, yeah, let's we're, talk we're... about Frenchie. Let's talk about Frenchie, the ultimate chemist. <laughs> we, learn his, we learn his superpower and, you know, this, this, this idea that he can create these bombs that are designed to, to to hurt the soups themselves and he's able to utilize the chemistry of, of their own human bodies against them by what is it, it steals behemoth's rage with xanax the zanny bomb <laughs> super zanny interesting bomb. so <laughs> so frenchie is recruited because of his ingenuity right because of his yeah. creativity yeah and and he is now eight years after his initial recruitment into the boys right the boys right eight years right. after his initial recruitment he is he is just bound up in guilt and mm-hmm. self-loathing because mm-hmm. what happened to the colonel's grandkids is is revealed to be totally his fault. Right. Totally right. his fault. And that's something that, you know, that's going to be hard to live down for sure. And yeah. and I think we see that he's a self-torturer, you know. There's a lot of Russian books about this, right? Where you, like you can't like you want like or like the um, Edgar Allan Poe's a Telltale Heart, right? where you're guilty of something and mm-hmm. you feel bad about it and it just eats mm-hmm. you up inside. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's interesting to see because this is the first time one of these soups is presented as having this guilty conscience like this, right? Right. 
Like Annie is sort of like starts out with a guilty conscience. Like she was born with one. Yeah. <laughs> and that's yeah. probably good yeah. for all. Yeah, yeah. She 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 grew up one way and everything, and then finds out you know a lot of stuff that um she grew up learning was not you know uh not exactly true. That's right. And you know, Lamplighter is he's got this this power that is sort of lame because he has to have this enormous <laughs> like like pull around him all the time that he just keeps he keeps like a, a he has like a pilot light he needs you know what i mean uh and he has how, this how, how about the way that he walks into that scene and the way that um you know the music swells and everything like it's this big heroic super <laughs> scene and everything and then you got the boys just snickering and laughing at him because of the way he looks <laughs> they call it butcher calls him a majorette <laughs> says, you look like a majorette <laughs> you look like a majorette or whatever uh so 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 these guys are sort of they're all tied they're tied up in this murder of uh of the colonel's grandkids right and lamplighter doesn't understand why frenchy didn't stop him and frenchy tells this harrowing story right out of um requiem for a dream where, <laughs> where he is he's going to see you know his friend has a drug overdose and sherry calls him and says hey you got to save this guy and we find out it didn't like it only worked for a couple months so he is he's racked with guilt because he sacrificed three years of his junkie friend jay's life for uh, the colonel's grandkids lives you're right that's messed up and that's a choice he made and he feels like he made that practically it was wrong that's gonna eat you up man yeah yeah so. yeah with, with frenchy he's been carrying this thing you know with him for so long and it's, it's really interesting to see we're right now at that point of how well, the reason why um mm and frenchy was beefing mm -hmm. you know for so long and you know why that um they ended up breaking up and everything you know um, and we're seeing the the um, the ramifications of this guilt that's just weighing down on Frenchie and why he's keeping the guilt. And it's nice to see him get some some closure here after a while. Yes, know? it's nice after, to see him. Mm -hmm. I feel like you feel like he deserves it because yeah, you can't because how could he anticipate that mm -hmm. something that evil would happen, right? Mm -hmm. You know, I mean, I I feel like there's this there's like a difference between. You know the sort of the sort of violence you expect to see in a superhero comic book, or like mm -hmm. like The Godfather, for instance, right? Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Where there's this sort of like there's this tier of people who are at at risk, and it's a very they're very at risk, and they're aware mm -hmm. of it, right? But below that, you know, th there's nobody that's really gonna gonna come for, you know, Michael Corleone Jr. and you know, no, no one's <laughs> right. trying to do that. You know what I mean? So, so there's this like it's this interesting like a, it's almost like a code of conduct that they're willing to subscribe to, where look, if I'd have burnt the colonel, no one would even give a shit. You'd all be like, well, that's <laughs> what happens when you fuck with the lamplighter. You know what I mean? You don't don't right. do that. It's a bad idea. But because it's your kids, it completely ruins his ability to have any sort of moral standing. It ruins right. him. He's worth nothing except the sum total of his abilities, right? His special abilities, and that's to burn evidence. He's it only can destroy. He can't create. Yeah, um, Frenchy. Frenchy has a um, he's a he has a lot going on, mm -hmm. um, and when we find out the reason why, um, I mean we're 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 sort of like in a clearing, and we're sympathizing with um, Frenchy to a point. We get um, Lamplighter confronting him, mm -hmm. and then we also see MM sort of okay. Well, why was why why did you not you know go and actually try to um, you know stop them? Mm -hmm. You know, do you like seeing things burn? You know. You know, what's the deal with, like, you know, your situation? So we find out that um, that he was just trying to save his, you know, overdosed, you know, pal who ended up dying two months later for yeah. overdosing anyway. From a different overdose. 
Yeah, the, and the different overdose, yeah. It's, mm-hmm. uh, so I think that what's interesting about that scene you're talking about where they're, they're having this discussion is that it's in the middle. If there were nothing else going on, this would be like a bottle episode almost between Lamplighter mm-hmm. and Kamiko and Frenchie and Mother's Milk, right? They're all mm-hmm. stuck together and they're stuck in Sage Grove and we'll get into more, more about what's happening there. But there was a, an interesting like sort of pressurization component to all mm-hmm. of that where they all, where they were all sort of stuck together and they, you know, Lamplighter knew he couldn't just kill these guys. Right. <laughs> he needed them. Like he, need, right. he was going to need Kamiko's oh, help yeah. because he was just like, you know, he's been burning people and, and murdering people. I mean, and the, and the way, and the way they actually come, what, the way he actually come to realize, okay, I need them to mm-hmm. actually do this. So we, we get into a really great setup scene where they actually break in, where they, where they break in, they find out and discover mm-hmm. everything that's going on in the facility, which looks like it's something straight out of the new mutants movie and everything. Oh, yeah. So a bunch of, a bunch of different, like, you know, mutants, you know, with different powers and stuff was going on, being experimented on. It was like super crazy. So mm-hmm. you're seeing all these cameras and stuff. And then um, one particular, you know, suit gets busted out because Frenchie and MM and Kamiko are, you know, in disguise and everything. And Lamplighter ends up, recognizing um recognizing frenchy and frenchy mm-hmm. just can't hold himself you know how about also how about the scene where uh, uh um frenchy recognizes that it's lamplighter he yeah. gets super excited and everything you know because mm-hmm. he can so, redeem himself oh yeah, yeah he can yeah, kill yeah. lamplighter this, this this is the this is the time i got the opportunity let's go you know so um he record he recognizes lamplighter recognizes him um so they're about to go at it and then we get this big, you know, you know, uh, a scene with um, the the lady coming out. Uh, I believe her name is Cindy. Cindy. So yeah, Cindy something like is that. scary. Cindy she, pops people like zits. So imagine having a power oh, where, man. you know, just like that, you know, you get to pop anybody. And MM, I love his reaction. He's just like, oh shit, <laughs> you know, just some craziness. But all that's to say that. Um, we get a lot of craziness coming about with this whole, with, with the whole, um, uh, you know, thing with Lamplighter, M.M., Kamiko, and Frenchie, mm. um, to the point where, um, Lamplighter is trying to hide, you know, get away from, you know, Cindy and everything. And he, uh, these other suits, they end up getting, um, crushed by Cindy as, as well. And he figures out that he needs help. <laughs> and we get this great scene with the, um, the acid guy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the guy who, who just the acid, melts his own face. Melts his own face and everything. And, you know, and, and then we find that, you know, Lamplighter says, okay, well, um, I need you. <laughs> <laughs> I need your help. Uh, I do need you. This, this whole Sage Grove scene is interesting. You know, when they arrive, you know, uh, there's a, the other action of this is, you know, Butcher and Annie and Huey are out sort of doing uh, perimeter lookout duty and they en- end up getting s- s- messed up by yeah. Magneto number one, uh, <laughs> who just flips and flips the van and, and hurts Huey. But before this all happens, when they arrive at the at the facility, you mm-hmm. know, uh, Starlight zaps a hole in the fence and then runs back. And it's obvious that Butcher thinks about taking a shot. Oh, um, yeah. Yeah. We, we, we get that set up. We get that set up right from the beginning, because mm-hmm. right before then, you know, she actually comes to their hideout. Yeah. And, you know, it gets a tracking thing taken out of her. You know, Billy walks in with this. this grav- he, I love the way he just like, you know, moves his shoulders when he walks, mm-hmm. um, you know, all cocky and everything. And he calls out, um, you know, um, Starlight, like, what is, what, you know, what is she doing here? She's not one of us. You know, mm-hmm. he, he's a big thing about not uh, having outsiders, especially soups, 
you know, um, not part of the, the, you know, part of the gang. They're not mm-hmm. part of the boys <laughs> per se and everything. <laughs> so, um, you know, fast forward to this scene where he's looking to actually take out a suit because it's not so much uh, about Starlight. We, we we get a couple scenes with um, him and Starlight together, you know, talking about how much of a bigot he is regarding, um, you know, soups and everything. Because yeah. um, he was coming down from the van and wouldn't even, you know, let Starlight actually help him down, mm-hmm. you know. And she called him a bigot, yep. you know. And she said, I know another person just like you. <laughs> and his name oh. is... <laughs> the Big H. The Big, the big H. H. And who and and he does not want to be called or be be referred to or any likenesses, no. you know, as as far as his um you know arch nemesis Homelander. So and, who, and and knowing Homelander, who who really would want to be, uh, named right? Oh, oh, yeah. right? like really, oh, that, yeah. no good, yeah. no good. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. I, I really enjoy I really enjoy this sort of dynamic that Annie and Butcher have, sort of bonding over over Huey. Like they yeah. sort of talk about him, like yeah. he's there, like he's like a. Like yeah, they're, they're each of their nephews. You know what I mean? <laughs> like they're both. Well, it like... was, it's, it's a great way. It was a great way to set up, you know, that relationship with mm. Huey first with, you know, Billy last episode. And it comes, you know, full circle to where um, Annie and um, Billy bond over that fact because Huey's hurt real got hurt real bad. Due to the to the um the the new mutant <laughs> or yeah. whatever, Mister Little Magneto. Oh yeah, Little Magneto and everything, and he got just shot up. Well, you know about Billy? That was funny. Um, <laughs> but yeah, the 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 a really good way of putting these two together. And when you was talking about Scott, when you was talking about SC about um people being put in pressurized, at least in this pressurized situation in this episode, that was. Mm-hmm. Once this is a situation here where they're forced to be together, you know, and something happens to a person um, that they both care about. Now, you know, he um, especially now that um, Billy cares more deeply because he sees him as his like um, brother, younger brother. Mm -hmm. Right. Exactly. So we see both of them having to deal with that. You know, having to really confront and Starlight is sort of like, you know, the the the, the um, sort of pushes that, mm-hmm. um, you know, forward in confronting Billy and asking questions. Well, why? I don't I haven't done anything to you. Why do you hate me so much? And Billy has to step back because Billy has so much anger in him, mm-hmm. especially at Soups. He has so much anger. He's going through so much stuff with, you know, Becca. Um, not being able to, you know, get her out. Yeah. So it, it, everything is just exasperated for him. And to see him and um, uh, to see him Starlight actually come together and bond over Billy was such a beautiful thing. I really liked how they set the stakes very, very plainly for them. They said these, this is a person that each of these people love. They then harmed the person and then said, "Look, what are you going to do in a life and death situation when it's somebody you love this much?" Mm-hmm. And it's interesting mm-hmm. because. You know, Annie is not some sort of, you know, hoity-toity, you know, <laughs> not willing to get my hands dirty sort of character. And I like that they keep her from being too goody two-shoes here because she's not a Mary Sue. You know, she messes right. this up and she kills yeah. this dude. And all she and she says, oh, all I could think about is why the fuck did you pull a gun, dumb why fuck? Like, that's it, all she could think about. Exactly. And 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 um, Billy looks into the mirror and says, okay, I can admire this. Mm-hmm. And she recognizes that off the bat. I don't want any of your pity, any of your right, you know, respect, mm-hmm. you know, of this because this is not what I wanted. 
You know, yeah. I didn't want to be in this situation where I actually had to kill a guy because I'm not like you. I'm not I'm not making these decisions just like that. I'm actually, right. you know, still a superhero at the end of the day. You know, I'm here about saving people. But he shouldn't have got in our way. Uh, and my man is hurt. <laughs> yeah. And so Andy's offset. Now, let's, so to pivot a little bit back to, to what's going on with Vought somewhat. Okay. So we get these inklings that Annie's off. Like, she's gone. Yeah. She's offset. Nobody knows where she is. And nobody wants to tell Homelander that nobody knows where she is. And we're treated to this uh, the microchip removal scene where they mm-hmm. have to use a diamond-headed like you know, drilling element to get into the get the microchip. What did you think about how big that thing was? That sucker was like three inches long, and it was stuck in there like uh, – like in our deltoid, right? Or like in our Yeah. Uh, well, what did you think about the tool that they had to use in order to get that out of there? That's I'm a like, Dremel from hell. This wow. Really? Okay. So how much, how much, I mean, I got to, I got to know at this point, how much of this invulnerability is, is, is just yeah. standard, yeah. standard operating yeah. procedure. Yeah. And then there's extra stuff. Right. There's more right. I need to know. There's, there's so many questions I have. And I know that, you know, I know that there's a lot to talk about vis-a-vis how people get powers in this universe and what they do. And, and we, we got a lot of, big information dropped on us this week about right. about certain parts of this universe and the parts that really interest me and i'm sure you as watchmen fans big fans of the watchmen comic series is uh-huh. obvious is obvious from our uh, our video history <laughs> if you look at our nerdcyclopedia page or check out uh sam and scott are watching watchmen uh, some other go. guys did that show um, <laughs> so there's this awesome sort of piece of this episode that's all watch that's watchmen-esque right and and I want to talk a little bit about this 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 idea of the history of the world of the boys. Okay, right. I want to talk a little bit about that. So so getting kind of kind of back to Vought, right? We have a situation where Vought wants to create an army of super soldiers using a stabilized version of the compound V, and so they are kidnapping people and experimenting on them by injecting them with pro- with compound V, and then just kind of seeing what the fuck happens. They're just sort of treating them like disposable test subjects. Now, the reason for this is that uh, Stormfront is essentially running this lab, and mm-hmm. uh, you know these tactics are not new tactics. I mean, they're they're not Nazi tactics. These are right. the tactics of of Auschwitz and and Buchenwald and all those those camps where, where Jews and Gypsies and minorities and, and homosexuals yep. and communists and prisoners right. of war were murdered. People that were just determined by the state to be under people, right. people that weren't worth. Uh, not murdering essentially, like they wouldn't mm-hmm. go out of their way not to murder these people. So they did, right? Uh, it's, it's, it, you know, the stories of these sorts of atrocities in Nazi Germany were well known. There was the doctor's trial in the forties, and there was Joseph Mengele who died off the coast of Argentina in you know like nineteen sixty four, you know, because he was uh, taken out of taken out of Nazi Germany. Right. Um, these test subjects all have some sort of like random reaction to the V and it's a little bit like scratching a lottery ticket. It seems like. <laughs> Sometimes you scratch the ticket and nothing. Sometimes you scratch the ticket and, and you, you, you get, yeah, you, <laughs> you, you, you get, you get different, different outcomes of the situation, but yeah. you know, they're trying to get that lottery ticket that, 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 um, big, you know, big winner and everything. Mm-hmm. So we talked about Cindy and we talked mm-hmm. about, we talked about the, um, the face melting guy. Who face is your favorite, like other sort of minor power person who who did you like the most who is your like like why how the hell do they come up with that of the whole love sausage <laughs> so <laughs> there's a murder penis in this show murder penis 
a, mor- oh a murder penis. Like, I mean, I, I can't think of a, a worse thing than a penis that will try to come to life and literally choke who, you to death. Who, who thinks it is? I mean, Gar- Garthiness, man, I mean, he... Uh... Uh, he he he's a hell, he's a heck of a um mm, uh, what 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 comes through his mind is just crazy. Love sausage number one having a <laughs> um name member like that and everything you know to the, literally as well you know it, it it was crazy you know just seeing that number one and then yeah. actually see it in action number two. I'm sitting up here thinking because when I when when I watched the episode the first go round and everything it was sort of late and um I, I was catching a lot of it but I mm. was a little tired. Yeah. Um, I missed the part in the um when they actually looked at his member and everything, or saw his member through his pants and everything. Yeah. In the in the um in the um office, and on the monitors and everything. And then when I and when then this thing actually came through the door or through the window, um, and started choking MM. I was like, what? and they started grabbing it. <laughs> yeah, they, he started. Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, 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 who was it? Was it Lamplighter was grabbing it? Frenchy wanted to. Frenchy was grabbing. They were grabbing. Yeah, it, they was grabbing it. Everything. I'm like, is this what I think it is? Yep, it exactly is what you think it is. I I thought <laughs> you know. Boys for you. I, I the first time I saw it, it just kind of shot across the hallway, and I was like, is that Ben from Umbrella <laughs> Academy? I was like, is this just like a Cthulhu sort of growing out of your chest situation? And no, just a. Just a very, very, very strong Johnson. Uh, I, oh. I thought that was really awesome. I did, I did really appreciate that the dude was was throwing up at like stomach acid all over his own, like the, that his skin was not impervious to his own stomach acid. Okay. Yeah. So why wouldn't yeah, it just yeah. eat his way through his whole body? Yeah. Like, like the, and you know, the, that's what I'm thinking as this guy's face is literally melting on screen. I'm just like, why did this? Great, work? great way to show people's, you know, the 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 flaws that are in their powers and everything. You know, you got that with the, um, you know, the, the acid guy. Like I say, you got love <laughs> sausage. It really makes no sense on why he would have like you know a power like that, mm-hmm. you know, and what it would be used for and what's the reason for it. And I love that, um, you know, Frenchie just jokes with. <laughs> And then he was like, it was like, you know, at, at the end of it, he's like, make sure that you tell um, Billy, make sure you tell Butcher about <laughs> when he was getting choked by it. <laughs> and then was like, you. I mean, it should be these, said. These, these, these boys love each other, you know. <laughs> yeah. These boys love each other. And the way that they, and you could tell, and what that really tells about um, them is that they're family. Mm-hmm. You know, that they could joke about and you we already got the resolution of Frenchie and M- and MM, you know, was like, you know, why ha- didn't you tell us about this? We would let you off the hook. And Frenchie's like, well, I mean, I didn't really want to be let off the hook like that. This really tells about how much of a family the boys are in that aspect. So, yeah, let's let's get back to um, Ball. I'm sorry. <laughs> so. <laughs> so I. This show, like, you know, you have this this murder penis that just shows up right, right in the middle of this show. Yeah. And we're talking about this penis, but, like, people's heads are just getting popped. Like, like pop, pop, oh, pop, man. pop. Yeah. Like, they're yeah. just balloons. Yeah. I right. mean, Storefront returns and says she murders, like, nine people out in the yard like it's a teddy bear picnic. She right. says it's a teddy bear picnic. Right. Uh, and then and then Lamplighter lies to help the boys get away. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and a great way to um um set that up because we already know that he pretty much lied about – um. Um, uh, when they went underground and everything, mm. and didn't tell the seven right. about um, you know, nobody's their situation. Coming. Yeah, nobody's coming and everything. So we already got that trust in the be- you know, sort of towards like the beginning of the episode or middle of the episode when we first um, or you know, 
uh, meeting Lantlighter and everything. He has a um, a trust factor in that. So this scene here where he sort of like sacrificed himself to save them mm-hmm. was not surprising at all. No. It's interesting to see where, where, where they're going with this sort of team up almost. You know, it's it's interesting to see as the yeah. soups, uh, some soups choose sides and they choose the side of the boys. This isn't, I mean, now we've got, you yeah. know, Lamplighter's yeah. a pseudo ally, Annie's an great, ally. Great, great, great point. Kamiko's there. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean, there's there's an interesting, yeah. this is interesting. Lamplighter, right? Mm-hmm. And it's this interesting thing. I think last week, Stormfront, what is she, what is she, like a poison rose is what she called she called it Annie or something uh, like that. Some some real some okay. real messed up old for early twentieth century European racist term. <laughs> there's no there's no uh, no racism quite as uh, parsing as Eastern European racism. So it's definitely got all those weird sort of you know <laughs> metaphorical things like a like a like a multicolored rose in a bush. Ah, whatever these people can't is yes, kind of hard to hide, especially the way that she looked at um, a train as she walked past him. You know, um, on the set of uh, Dawn of the Set. All right, so let's go. Let's talk about Stormfront and Homelander. I, I think we've put off we've put off the 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 gruesome twosome in full effect here quite long enough. Oh man! So oh, so man. let's talk about this this sort of like. I mean, I've heard of giving someone head before. I've heard of that. <laughs> I don't know what I think about about the about smashing someone's head like a grape in that situation. That's no. Oh, no good. Man. And then, I mean, you know, here's the wild thing. So, so we find out all the stuff we find about Stormfront here, and this is all telegraphed very well by the beginning. Because what do these people look like with blood all over their mouths as they're having sex? The answer is vampires, the undead, and and she is a vampire, right? I mean, this is essentially yeah, what she is. pretty much. She 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 she's been around for a long, you know, as long. So right. yes, absolutely. So let's get back to the Watchmeny part of this. So at the end of this episode, they're in they're in Stormfront's apartment, and she has a chest, a literal chest, a wooden chest with the Liberty costume in it, like it might as well have been out of the comedian's room from <laughs> from his apartment. You know what from I mean? The, yeah, from the beginning. Like, I'm worried she's gonna Watchmen get thrown out a plate glass yeah. window now. <laughs> so she well. has this thing like why does she have it why would you keep this evidence around it's so stupid but it's like this weird like like nostalgia because she liked doing these heinous things she misses being able to commit murder whenever she wants yeah she I, I, it's, it's like her own her own you know memorabilia yeah. and everything and because essentially we we see that um um she has a daughter mm-hmm. And you know, uh, Homelanders recognize her as her grandmother, but um, um, Stormfront corrects him. That's my daughter, you know. And she's looking old, much older than she is in like the picture and everything. Mm-hmm. Oh, it, side note: Why is I don't know if they had their. I don't know how old her daughter was and everything, but um, why was her name Chloe? I didn't. That didn't sound like a. Um, I don't know what year she was born in or anything I don't like know. that. I mean, she but... would have been born like what you figure. <laughs> You you would think she would have been a so let's say if I'm reading the story right Chloe if I'm reading the story right then she was Vought's wife she had the kid mm-hmm. and then he made her the mm-hmm. test subject for Compound B after that mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. if Vought bought his way out of Germany with Super Soldier Serum in 1943 mm-hmm. but. Stormfront's a true believer, remember, because she is all about saving the country from the blood mongrels, and that is no good. But she <laughs> is. This is a her thing, right? Uh-huh. So mm-hmm. she's a true believer. 
which makes me think and this is a weird a weird thing to think about but if 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 the doctor that made captain america right mm-hmm. if the doctor that made captain america had uh, made something before that was a true nazi right that also mm-hmm. had superpowers well in the marvel universe that thing that 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 entity operated as the red skull and was a villain right and there was a symmetry right. yep. to exactly to right. the evil created and then the good created to stop the evil created right mm-hmm. well well what if Stormfront's a true believer, right? What the hell mm-hmm. happened to her after mm-hmm. World War II? Was she packed into the sort of quasi Operation Paperclip that happened in in the boys' world? Was she on the lamb? Was she running away? Right. Um, right. You know, to what degree was she complicit in leaving the Third Reich in in forty four, forty three, whatever? You know. Uh, there's there's a lot of really interesting sort of implications to the fact that she is as old as she is and she has been around as long as she has been around and she is sort of like almost like the eve of the soups right 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 yeah so 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 what makes her like as mm-hmm. powerful as she is and everything why didn't they you know if, if you want to finish it why didn't they win yeah exactly I mean, <laughs> I mean, we're basically presented with a world where Homelander is the supreme military power. Like, he's the supreme military technology available to mankind right now, right? Stormfront doesn't seem like she's much... She can't... She's not weaker than Maeve, right? I mean, she's right. strong mm-hmm. enough for, for Homelander to be able to have, like, a an altercation with her at some, at some level, mm-hmm. right? At some level, she can right. withstand what he's able to dish out, which nobody else in the Seven is. No one even pretends right. that they can right even right. Maeve, mm-hmm. right because the way mm-hmm. Maeve is terrified of homelander is a totally different proposition from how stormfront acts right so right why wouldn't they win if she was this powerful then so it begs the question <laughs> what's the difference between stormfront and whatever you know lonnie schriefenstahl-esque you know what i mean character she was she was or configuration. or or what kryptonite um pseudo kryptonite what what weakness befell her at that at that point in time to where she couldn't you know bestow her full power you know because obviously she has a power and everything so does this thing like develop over time that she automatically have this you know that level of power and everything um what why do you like you said why didn't they win mm-hmm. um and it begs a whole lot of questions on her background and why she had to go on a lamb or you know just be undercover for so long why is she just resurfacing in this in this aspect like so that? The, you know, because Stormfront doesn't present her as a uh, as herself as a person who would just limit herself. Mm. Not artificially, sense? for sure. She doesn't ha- definitely doesn't have the willpower <laughs> to stop herself from doing something bad. I think I definitely right. agree with you about that. She definitely has no self control mm-hmm. as far as that goes. And I'm glad that we mm-hmm. saw that scene of her as Liberty in in the '70s to show that yeah. that's how she acted and that's what she did and that's that's the way she was. And, you know, it's interesting to think about, like, there's a bit of a, of like, a power disparity between Liberty and Stormfront. Mm-hmm. So Stormfront seems to be vastly more powerful than Liberty ever was. So there has to be some sort of intervening mechanism to cause that. So is it is it this V? Has she been souped up with V? Is it that she's actually not, like, a... Um, 
Like, what if she's just a shapeshifter, or what if she, or not a shapeshifter, well, but like a well, like a rogue? You know what I mean? Like a Siler okay. from from Heroes. Like she can steal, she can absorb the powers of the things she destroys. You know what I mean? Well, well, maybe the the show itself, especially this episode, is giving us clues as to you know where this may lead. You know, Stormfront, mm -hmm. um, especially two big ones with Lamplighter and um, Starlight. So we know that Starlight. We now know that Starlight needs um, power. Or, you know, in order to, um, you know, imbue her like light and everything. So she, this is just not something that she can just dream up and um, manufacture herself on her own. Okay. Mm -hmm. um, Lamplighter on the other end, um, he can't, without actual fire, he can't use mm -hmm. his powers, right? So maybe it's something with Stormfront, you know, um, we're, we're not seeing it right now, but maybe it's something back then or something that needs, that she needs in order to enhance herself that she didn't have for maybe a long time. Well, let's think about this, too. Theory. If Annie needs electricity to run her powers, I mean, what does Stormfront pump pump out? I mean, voltage, <laughs> right? I mean, that's that's right, going right. to make that a not a not great matchup for, for Stormfront. If she's channeling the fuel that Annie's going to use to incinerate her, that's not going to be a great, you know, you don't want yeah. to spray a bunch of gasoline. You don't have a gasoline fight, right? You don't want to spray a bunch of gasoline around everywhere and light a cigarette. You just don't want to do that. <laughs> It's just not a smart idea. Uh, let's talk for a second about Maeve, just because we, we we brought her up, and she doesn't have a lot of oh, yeah. a lot of action here, but there's a lot of movement in her plot because yeah. Yeah. the deep shows up with this with this camera that was hit that was a GoPro held by a passenger on the plane that they abandoned last year, mm -hmm. and and. Elena sees this thing. She sees Ooh, it, right? right? Which is right, just like, right, right. I'm just like, my notes were like, no, 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 no. <laughs> put it down, put it down, put it down. Because as soon as she sees it, she can't unsee it. She can't de-implicate yeah. herself as far as Homelander is concerned. Right. Right? She, she's just implicated. Right. So now either you go with Maeve's plan and blackmail him or, there. I mean, that's it. That's basically the only plan you have. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And she's sort of disgusted at, you know, this is who her, you know, um, significant other is and everything. You know, you literally was a part of, you know, this situation that this horrible situation, you know, that kills so many people and everything, you know. So for her to find that and for Maeve to essentially just say, OK, this is what we're going to use to take, you know, Homelander down. It's still, it, it, I mean, it just not, it, it just doesn't sit well with Atlanta. I think it. I, this reminded me of this. I think it's hilarious that when Homelander gets in trouble, it's because he uses his vision power like a dickhead. You know, like he shoots, yeah. he shoots that terrorist like ooh, and he shoots him and shoots the person behind him. He blows up the plane with his eyes. Like he just needs to turn this thing down. Like this, just if he forgets <sighs> this, he'd be in a lot better of a position. Uh I, I, he 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 didn't have that pawn Ma Kent and no. everything just as this. <laughs> no, he had jo he had basically Joseph Goebbels and 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 Joseph Mengele, right? The two Joes, Joe and Joe, the two my two dads. Joe, yeah, Joe. it was a real wacky right. sitcom. Uh, and they raised him like a like a lab rat, pretty much, and said, "Look, uh, we're a bunch of Nazi fucks, and guess what? You're gonna be." Uh, oh, how, how how about how about the um, Maves commercial? Um, you can't be proud. You can't be proud on empty the, the Pride Bar. Maves Pride Bar. <laughs> Maze Pride by Available at Hallgreens. <laughs> so she, she her, her, you know, sexuality is out there and out and bought is just marketing. It's a commodity. Taking, I say it oh, commoditized man. every part of her being, including her sexual orientation, which is a thing she tried to keep private because they didn't want it to be commoditized. Mm -hmm. I, I, mm. 
not a great situation for her to be in. But you have to be sort of glad. I mean, if you're going to have all these things sort of rolling around, you know, you, you want Homelander to be at least distracted. And he seems to be that in this episode. Yeah. Just preoccupied oh, yeah. totally by his... Super distracted. By his, like, se- new sexual relationship with an by equal, which he's just surpri- shocked by. Or as much of an equal as he can get, I guess, right. by the way he right. sees it. Uh this is this is wild. This is some wild stuff. We affirm, the aforementioned yeah. head splattering. Uh, this this thing with the flowers, like Homelander gets Stormfront flowers, and he's all like, um, he's very much like like how you would imagine a king would be if you were trying to date a king. You know, he's like, oh. So 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 just explain to me because I still even on the second rewatch I didn't quite understand how that scene went. Like, okay, he's looking at the mm-hmm. flowers, sees his. his you know, sees his name and everything. What is Homelander thinking through that scene? Let's—I mean, just walk me through that. Right. Um, you know, walk me All through. Right, that. So I'm Homelander, and that essentially makes me effectively a 30-year-old incel. All right. <laughs> Maybe 40. Who knows? Who knows? He got the body of a 19-year-old, so it's all you know. But an incel nonetheless, <laughs> because he can't find anyone worthy of his attention, and this is a problem for him. So he finally finds someone who returns his attention for the right reasons, because she respects his strength, and she has the thing—the only thing that he respects, which is strength. All right. right. So this is finally a counterpoint that Homelander's found for the very first time. The very first time, Homelander makes a gesture toward another person that mm-hmm. shows vulnerability and shows a, a direct wish to be liked by that person. So mm. these flowers that he gets, which he's arranged perfectly and he gets, and he signs home exo Homelander and he's just staring at them yeah, and staring at them and staring at them. And he's like, yo, why don't you come in so I can show you this stuff? And we going to bang, right? That's what he's, <laughs> <laughs> that's what he's saying. Pretty yeah. much, pretty much. Pretty yeah, as the like, look, I got some pressing business at my free camp out in PA. I got to get out of here. I'm going to lie to you and tell you I'm going to the tower. I'll be back in 20 minutes, you know, and you can show me whatever you want to show me. And we're just going to bang. You know, that's kind of how, you know, that's kind of how that whole thing mm-hmm. went. Uh, but to realizes that she didn't just go to the tower because he can see the tower probably. It's right there. It's, right. Just in, it's right. like he's in Jersey right. and he's looking across the river. I mean, he's got super sight. <laughs> so he knows she's not there. So he gets a little nervous and he goes to check on her and she's not there and he burns his trailer. It almost kills. Well, he almost kills Ashley. He just kills her. I mean, he's just like it's this heat vision. He can't control his ang- his angry eyes. You know, his angry yeah, eyes get yeah, him in so yeah, much trouble. Yeah, yeah, it, it's so much trouble all the time and everything. Oh, and Homelander just 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 did not have that that love <laughs> that would keep you under control no. like that. So it's it's real interesting how he gets hot eyed hot-headed you know a hot eye <laughs> he can barely control himself in public it. in front of thousands of people he can barely control himself it's yeah he, he's a toddler it's, he's a to- he's never learned how to like self-soothe right that's right a problem right. when you, so, you kill in the whole country with just like a fart you know what i mean you got to watch that stuff oh, oh yeah 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 and um speaking about you know we were talking about like the um you know what um Stormfront found, well, not found, but show decided to tell, you know, Homelander reveal about him and everything. Um, And the reasons why she's, you know, doing what she's doing and everything, because, whew, man, it's some deep stuff that comes in, you know, toward, you know, at the end of this episode about her preserving the culture and the, um, you know, there are those that are trying to keep that down. Even more so. You know, one one go. thing about one thing about being an immortal Nazi is one of the best <laughs> things about time 
is that it moves in one direction and at one speed. And essentially, we'll never be closer to the Nazis than we are now. They're they're gonna they're dying now. The ones that are still clinging on to life out of out of spite for the world. You know, right. spite for the world. We're, we're hoping that they'll be gone soon. And, and the overlap is sort of going away. We're the last generation that will probably remember the World War II generation being in charge and, and like, around. Like, that's probably if we're right. it. You know, the Nazis themselves, in our reality, there was a significant mm-hmm. action to rehabilitate German scientists because of a need to facilitate American science in the face of Soviet aggression which is one of the reasons that Truman justified it when he said, uh, mm-hmm. this is Project Paperclip. It's a real deal thing. We brought a bunch of uh, rocket scientists over from the Germans, and we said it was part of our intellectual reparations as part of the end of the war. So we said, look, right. you know, we had to spend all this money stopping you from murdering everybody. Uh, so we want you to kick in, and we're going to use all this rocket science to make sure that the next time something happens like this, the Americans are in, in possession of the best technology. So the mm-hmm. patents they generated from this... Most notably, a lot of this was involved in the Apollo program because the rocket scientists were developing the V-2 rocket, which had a sort of a, a revolutionary stabilization and navigation system in it so it could hit targets, which was the big deal thing. Anyway, so that's enough about this bullshit. So Stormfront was born in 1919, and she's Vought's wife from World War II, mm. and she isn't just some Nazi hanger-on that was an opportunist and just wanted to make a bunch of money like we see in some in some fascistic areas uh he he she is like literally a nazi like literally her goal is to initiate a fourth reich pushed forth by supermen of her own choosing right i mean the seven she wants seven million and she wants homelander to be the unholy general of the apocalypse right right oh man you know you know who the unholy general of the apocalypse is in the bible (laughs) you know that guy's name satan (laughs) <laughs> the, devil the devil himself i mean at least the antichrist right sit at the head of all the tables you know this i love you i've loved i mean th- all this stuff you know there's all this symbolism of of the old school right wing loving like wanting to cloak themselves in the veneer of this of this uh false righteousness that is so yeah so she, 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 she wants see she wants a superior race and the compound v is the way that they were trying to to make that happen and the reasons um why she's still trying to make it happen through these experiments at sage grove and everything um trying to find that perfect combination perfect person so she can make multiple you know soldiers so they can take back what they feel what she feels you know was taken from you know her and um to 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 raise the level of what she feels is really what she she's trying to to um to facilitate facilitate ah win the race war <laughs> she th- this whole and th- and she she even talks about this whole stereotype about the nazis which is they were urbane and they wore hugo boss and of course they did it was an image thing they know the things they say are ridiculous fuck them so oh he was a good dancer oh he was a wit fuck those people <laughs> fuck him i mean seriously fuck him like so these people are all discussing so there's a lot of symbolism tied up in this marriage of of the um the f- marriage of the, the unholy. unholy marriage between the false <laughs> false patriotism of homelander and mm-hmm. the social darwinistic and racist things rolled together and brought by the troll right or the remnant white supremacist right 
and right. this this right. this alliance right. of those two pieces in 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 this show and and it's it's an interesting parallel to how you know uh this society's running uh certainly in certain ways and it's an interesting sort of symbolic way to show you know the the old school long term mm-hmm. you know goals of the nazis right just kissing right on the face the thing they love more than anything else, which is a blonde man who cloaks himself in a fake version of the American flag. Exactly. A lot of on the news exactly. this week. A lot of on the nose, on the nose stuff. Stormfront says directly in the episode. Um, well, we at first we actually get um, um, you know a little bit beforehand about when they go into um, you know facility the you know the boys with well, MM uh, Frenchie and Kamiko. MM is Marvin is basically it's hard to say MM sometimes um, Marvin is basically asking what's the purpose of all this why why are they doing all this and everything and Stormfront reveals at the end Bolt never cared about like the all the shine all the glitz all the branding all the glamour and everything their purpose his purpose was to create this master race with the compound B all that's just you financing know? it's packaging it's right. packaging right. for a Nazi Superman, which is essentially yeah. what Homelander's yeah. outfit is. It's a it's a, a fake American flag designed outfit mm-hmm. to make you think that he embodies the uh, American. American values, uh, but he does not right. because he's not a piece of shit. <laughs> Sometimes I look at Homelander and 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 look at him and like, do you realize what you're? Because Homelander has these insecurities that make me think that, okay, does he really want to rule or does he really want to lead? Or is he just like, you know, that insecurity? He's just this insecure baby Mm -hmm. who is just looking for affirmation, looking for attention from and looking for validation from someone. This is what what, um, Stormfront recognizes in Homelander and is giving him to a giving it to him tenfold to a point where if she eventually betrays him. How will it affect Homeland? Let's think about it from this perspective. Let's think about it from this perspective. So this is Homelander as a being who runs on approbation, runs on praise, mm-hmm. who runs on mm-hmm. somebody telling him he's good, somebody telling him they love him. He's great. Yes. Right. So mm-hmm. he lives for the applause. The reason he doesn't murder us is because if we were all dead, DP, who would clap? Who would clap for you, buddy? Who would be there no to appreciate Doctor Manhattan's, you know, glass clock <laughs> on Mars, right? Who could who could would be there to say whether any of this was any good? So he's sort of locked right. here with us. You know, it's almost like this, you know, the reverse Rorschach thing. Like you're locked in here with me. You know, he can't go anywhere. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. So uh-huh. what is yeah. what are his ends? I mean, honestly, like would like let's say he just said, you know what, f this. I'm now in charge. There's not going to be any war in this world because if you mess around, I'll zap you with my heat vision, right? <laughs> let's say he does that. Mr. Angry Mr. Eyes. Mr. Angry Eyes, right? And he says, "Listen, all I want is worship. That's all I want. Worship me and I will bring you nice things." Well, what is he then? He's just a, a Greek god. I mean, really, he's just saying, "Worship me and I will do these things for you," right? If that's his end game, then then his plan, like what he is actually wanting to do, is a lot less dangerous than Stormfronts because he doesn't have any real goal beyond his own self-aggrandizement. That's what I'm exactly. So when, if and when Storm uh, Stormfront realizes that she really no longer needs 
Homelander, you know, to represent this, you know, this this figure and represent this idea and everything. How does this affect Homelander? Right. You know, does he I, I know he's not going to turn to, you know, be a good guy. Do they all team up and go against Stormfront? Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, how does this how does the end game work with with him? Does 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 he get redeemed at some point or are we going to be in a situation to where we get a Jamie Lannister Ooh. who did who committed such a you know horrific act? with pushing um, my man Brand down <laughs> and starting a whole war of the five kings and everything, you know, does, does is he going to get redeemed somehow? Is this where this is headed? It's real. It's a, it's a lot of things are on the table where we couldn't even see that, you know, happening like last season to where now a lot of these questions can actually start to be an act. It's interesting to see him have this transference of his sort of like uh, this craving for approval as it's transferred from, you know, mommy Stillwell uh, to mommy Vaught. You know what I mean? Oh, like this, man. this conversion of man. the obsession from the milk of, you know, Madeline's milk to, you know, to sex with Stormfront is is in one way it's symbolic of the way you know people come of age as they hit adolescence and mm-hmm. the things that they want changes and the people yeah. that they want those things from change mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. and and stormfront is a lot more like you know we probably would see it as a really like a really like a grungy boyfriend you know what i mean like leather mm-hmm. you know like leather they'd be hey what's going on mr Stormfront? you know what i mean like mm-hmm. that kind of that kind of thing it, it can kind yeah. of equate it that way and it's interesting to see how without without still while being gone there'd be no place for stormfront to we you know get her way in here yeah spot for her. yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and 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 it's what you hit on earlier, where Stormfront is a much more dangerous situation than Homelander. Homelander really all he needs is just someone to give him a hug and mm-hmm. love him, and you're he's he's fine. He's a baby, yeah. you know. Stormfront, on the other hand, I uh, if we build a big the, building he, with he, Homelander's name on it, <laughs> or maybe we put him on Mount Rushmore. Or maybe we just let him build yeah. a big wall yeah. somewhere and put his name on it. He might not even do too much evil shit if we just sort of acted no, like that was what not, was really happening, right? Right. right. He can sleep at night, you know, yeah. knowing that the world loves him. He's a feckless him idiot. And, you know, puts him on his He's a feckless idiot, and yeah. by himself, he really wouldn't do anything bad. And besides, if you really get trapped with Homelander, you can just be like, yo, I'm a big fan. And he'll be like, want a picture? Because he does that, right? He does that in the first episode of the series. <laughs> So, so there's an easy. You got good here. genes. Yeah, I mean, if you need to curry favor with him, he'll believe you. Because if you cross him, he'll just you know zap you with his angry eyes and you'll die. Uh, low stakes poker for Homelander in the, in the main, uh, for the sure. You know, I, I I'm just so interested to see what like now that he has this end game, right? Now that he has mm-hmm. this end game, how is he gonna react when he finds out people don't like? Nazi Superman <laughs> and mass murder is not a super big, you know, popular item on the old pole. Not, not, not really. Yeah. You know, uh, don't, don't let the, 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 the dream that he had, you know, be actually real. <laughs> um, to, to, to wrap this yeah. thing up, I have to say that one of my favorite things about this episode of uh, where they start out um, the, the, you know, Frenchie talks about his love for the golden. Mm, girl. Yes. <laughs> and he names each, you know, character. This is something that they did last season with Butcher, you know, naming each of the Spice Girls and everything. Mm-hmm. Just going into um, depth on 
um, naming who's 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 such and such Spice mm-hmm. Girl, and Frenchie goes into his member, his team members, and everything about to start to you know do the bank uh-huh. heist, and who's who's um, Rose, okay. who's um, Blanche, who's um, uh, I'm forgetting like uh, you know the girl, the older girls. It was a really great great show if you go back and watch some of the they're pressure too. Super There's some wild stuff. There's immigration stuff and like like yes, homosexual rights stuff. Deep. It is oh, insanely yes. topical yes. and it is bizarre yes. how yes. topical it is for yes. being made in the 80s. Yes. It is really great, great binge watch. Go to Hulu. You know they don't pay us no, for this and everything, but it is on it, it is on Hulu and everything. And then why and you then why don't you stop by nerdslikepedia.com? <laughs> After you watch the Golden Girls, right tell after, us we yeah, stink at this. That's all. That's what we need. But I, but I love how they ended the episode with the theme song, yeah. man. Oh man, that that was that was such a great like because on, on that type of instance, um, uh, after such a uh, a kiss, you know, Homelander is like taken aback by everything he hears Stormfront tell him about, you know. Um, her plans and everything or what her dreams and visions of him was, you know, that's exactly what he wants. So he gives him this big kiss and all of a sudden we hear, thank you for being oh a God. friend. So the, the, the meaning here, she says, I've been waiting for you for a hundred years. I've been waiting to love you for a hundred years and it's everything he's ever wanted. Because if you're a, an evil blonde man with way too much power that wants to cloak yourself in the American flag on a big building in New York city, you don't, you're not going to mm-hmm. get any more love, more pure than the love of a Nazi. That's the purest love that's coming your way. Oh, man. From the back to I'm, the middle and around again. 100% pure Nazi love. That's what That's what you can get. Well, do I, it, just just look at like, okay, we have the lyrics. I'm looking up the lyrics right now to the um, to the theme song. You got thank you for being a friend. Down the Travel road and down back again. Road, back again. Yeah. Your heart is true. You're a pal and a confidant. And if you had um, a party... <laughs> and invited and everyone invited you everyone. knew. All right, we can't say more than that. We can't say more than that. That's fair use. Man, man. I mean, is it, 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 it what you would see? Uh, is the, the biggest, biggest gift, gift would me be from and me. And the car attached will say, "Thank you for being a friend." Man, that is some deep stuff for the complex relationship that these two characters have. You know. That evil kiss, that <laughs> ominous kiss, and then that ba 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 ba. Oh man, what a great delicious mix! That's so so tonally yeah, dissonant yeah, because of the yeah, show. Yeah. You know, first of all, Sophia, yeah. butcher is Sophia, in case because he's got the line. Um, I yes. would say Huey is probably Dorothy. Yeah, Huey, Huey is no, no, no. Huey is you don't not think Dorothy. Dorothy. Billy, Billy is okay. Dorothy. Because Dorothy, she was the one that had all the the sarcasm mm-hmm. each time that Rose said something stupid or Blanche said something, you know, sexual and everything. Um, Dorothy always came back with the, um, you know, the sarcasm, the side remarks and everything. That's Billy Butcher, too. Okay, I can see that. But to me, Sophia was always saying meaner things. Like, she was always calling Blanche a hussy. Yeah, and she was yeah, always saying, like, yeah, like yeah, oh, well, you yeah. know. Like Blanche would be like, oh, it almost knocked me on my back. And Sophia would be like, well, that's a position you're familiar with. You know, that's the sort of stuff she'd say. She'd say, like, you look like a majorette. Like, you're a huge. I can see that, too. I can, I can see that, Amazing. Too. Nobody called uh, Lamplighter Flamer. Um, <laughs> it's, hard, it's hard to place. You know, I would say Rose is. Pro- who's Rose? Is Ro- who- Frenchie, Frenchie is probably. I mean, I would say Frenchie's probably Blanche. I was I was I would say Huey would be the rose. Ooh, Not being okay, stupid, okay. but Huey represents sort of like a weaker it's a purity. Um, because Rose is like yeah, nice yeah, and pure yeah, and sweet. There you go. Purity is the right definitely good job, yeah. Hitch. 
you know. It's almost <laughs> like I just watched this entire series like last month and finally got to the end of it, which had Leslie Nielsen. It was underwhelming, but it was still fun. I think at the end, Estelle Getty started lo- started losing it in season seven. Anyway, yeah. uh, you know, this was a really fun episode because of all those things. Fun, 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 fun episode. What do we think about the, 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 the sort of like the last scene with um, Cindy getting into that car? What do we think about that? Uh, you can't let Cindy go. <laughs> Cindy, Cindy's not. Cindy can't be allowed to leave. Uh, that is a problem. That is a big problem. I'll tell you what, there's probably people. some people that have said some some mean things not thinking to that lady that are going to be sad is what i'll say i i hope i hope that she's nicer than i would be <laughs> in that circumstance two more episodes left i know i mean it's it, we're winding down man two more episodes left and you know let's let's hope they um they they make it count absolutely you know because this season has been really good so far i really love this episode here i, I really it's love almost it. like with amazon Excellent. they make a pilot season where they say look this is how deep we're willing to go this year with this much money and this much time and then the second season they do is like, okay, so you made you made this much money, so we're just gonna give you that much money. <laughs> Go ahead, make whatever you want. You know, do what you basically want. our, do what our you stock want. is gonna increase in value at a rate that nothing we do here matters anyway. So we'll just go ahead and <laughs> just make whatever show you want. And uh, I hope it's got uh, a bunch of I hope it, it randomly just has an insanely good Scientology, uh, <laughs> you know, parody right in the middle of it that no one can even get to in an hour because it's oh, so yeah. hilarious. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. We, 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 oh man, great way of actually um, showing how people get indoctrinated and everything. So we'll we'll see how we'll see how that develops like these last two episodes because that has been a storyline that's sort of been like you know sort of just fiddling mm-hmm. about you know not really you know super out there and everything, but um, it's it's about to be something. We'll see where There's that something goes. Something wild going on with the collective thing. Uh, oh, it's, yeah. it's something weird. So we'll see all about that. You know, uh, I want to take the opportunity now uh, before we let everybody go. And it's almost past your bedtime, so we are ready to put you down. (laughs) You've been running around a lot. You didn't have mindfulness time today, and we're upset about that. Uh, I want to take this moment to say, coming soon and within a month, we're going to be looking at Mandalorian Season 2. And that means Carbonite Bounty BS, the Nerd Cyclopedia podcast about the Mandalorian, will return. Will return. Like the Jedi. That's right. <laughs> Hopefully. I mean, we'll see. We left them, left them with just the one. Anyway, so we're excited to have everybody back for that. We hope you'll check it out. We'll be on this feed on YouTube. be on its own feed on yep. uh, the podcast. Check us out. You can check us out oh, at the website. Any yep. final thoughts you got, DP, for episode six uh, before we uh, cut the people loose and let them get on to the, with their Saturday nights? Great, great episode. Um, can't wait for these last two episodes. Uh, sort of like, you know, tearing up a little bit because it's only a couple of episodes left. I mean, just started. we need more. Just <laughs> we just started. It's yeah. the one good thing that's happened this pandemic is the boys season two. Uh, you know, we're, we're glad you we're glad you kept it with us here. And, uh, you know, we'll, we'll leave it there. So um, I'm SC. And I'm DP. And, uh, we just fucking talked about the boys. We'll see you later. Encyclopedia.